Our nugget this morning is God's grace forgives. God's grace forgives. But God's grace demands change. Put it all together. God's grace forgives, but God's grace demands a change. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you all for putting up the Christmas decorations and so forth. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks as we look to your word. Great and mighty things begin to develop and take place. I thank you, Lord, that uh, as this seed is uh, placed in our hearts, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that it will grow mightily, Father God. We praise you, Father God, for the revelation knowledge that you give each and every one of us on this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we are in what? The holiday, what we call the holiday seasons, amen? Amen, okay. And uh, everybody's busy during the holiday season. Super busy. Uh, some, of, some people are overwhelmed because of all what's going on. I mean, you, got, you had Thanksgiving and Black Friday and then Super, Super Monday, whatever they call that thing. Cyber, you know, I mean, uh, they're coming up with all sorts of stuff. But anyway, um, people are get, getting overwhelmed. Um, it's so easy to get caught up in the preparations and the festivities uh, that we forget the real meaning of the season. Uh, this season is not about gifts and trees and decorations. It's not even about families, parties, and fun. It certainly isn't about Santa Claus, snowmen, elves, and reindeer. You know, a reindeer ran over grandma. It's all about Jesus. This season's all about Jesus. Him alone. So, uh, with that in thought, I'd like us to turn to... Um, Micah, Old Testament Micah. Micah chapter 5. In uh, Micah chapter 5, looking at verse 2. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephthah, Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall be come forth unto me, that is, to be a ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. So we find out Bethlehem is a place that uh, something important is going to happen. And uh, so uh, with that thought, uh, just... Just a quick visit to Bethlehem. Uh, if we look back at it, uh, and you'll read that uh, at one time King David's home was in Bethlehem. 
and uh, the shepherds, you know, the shepherds in the field, is less than a mile away from Bethlehem. And uh, as we progress into uh, modern history, what we call modern history, in the fourth century, the Byzantines built a church at the site where they believed Jesus was born at, okay? So, and today also, Bethlehem is mainly inhabited by Muslims. They're overrunning, they don't like the Jews or the Christians, so they, um, you know, they declare war on them. So, the Christian and Jewish factor is almost gone in Bethlehem today. Uh, what, was, what is supposed to take place in Bethlehem? Uh, let's go to the book of uh, Isaiah now. Turn to the book of Isaiah. You want to go to chapter 7. Whatever is going to take place will take place. That's 7, chapter 7 of Isaiah. Oh, boy. 7, verse 14. That's Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, virgin shall, be, shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So this is what's going to take place in Bethlehem. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Matthew, oh, pardon me. Isaiah chapter 9 now. Chapter 9, verse 6 tells us. That's Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be wonderful, called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Glory to God. So this is what's going to take place in Bethlehem. A birth of a king, a ruler. Okay. Um, to look further now, uh, we know that, that a child is born. Let's go to... The, Book of Luke, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And we'll find, boy, Luke chapter 2. What's happening in Bethlehem? Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the rules should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth to, unto, Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of, of David, to be taxed with, his, with Mary, his espoused wife, uh, being great with child. And it was... And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Wow. So uh, God moved. We see God's power moves uh, to bring his word to pass. Uh, here we have uh, Mary and Joseph. They're going to Bethlehem, where the baby, a child, would be born, a son given. And so we, we see that take place. Uh, Luke, let's go from Luke. Continue, verse 8. 
And they were in the same country, the shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flock. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were afraid. And the angel said unto, unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, for which shall be for all people. For unto, this, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is, is Christ the Lord. Hallelujah. So we see that the baby is born in Bethlehem. Amen. And continue on verse 12 and, and this is and this shall be a sign unto you you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in the manger and suddenly there, were, there was with the, the angel and a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill towards men and it came to pass that the angels were gone away from them into heaven and the shepherds said to one another let us go even to the, unto Bethlehem and See this thing which is, is to come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they made haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. So it's verified. that It's even an announced. The angels do an announcement. Glory to God. Um, this, this night, God became flesh to live among us. And that's one of the greatest moments of, of history. Uh, let's go back to verse 10. And the angel sounded unto them, Fear not, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. There's, there's the good tidings for all people. Um, uh, going back, going, dropping down to uh, verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Okay, so we find here, keep your marker there and you want to go to John chapter 1 this is all predicted this is predictions uh, from uh, Bethlehem and if you're looking for a title the Bethlehem message the Bethlehem message so we go to John Boy, John chapter 1. In the beginning, verse 1, 1 of John, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then drop down to verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So uh, here we see God is with us. Glory to God. Now the message, going back to Luke, the mes message uh, from Bethlehem is a soothing message mainly. Uh, let's, let's go to Luke chapter 1 this time. And we want to go to verse... 13. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. Thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have great joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. Amen. Um, for verse 15. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and 
Ye shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb, and many of the children of Israel will be turned unto the Lord their God. So there's a good message. Uh, fear not. Fear not is, is the message from Bethlehem. Um, verse 30 of Luke 1. And the angel said unto her, which is speaking, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast been found favor with God. So we're not supposed to have any fear. Uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 1. It's a message so far. Uh, God has given the sign and he's, given, he's giving him a message through Bethlehem. Fear not. Okay. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. But... But while he sought on the, thought on these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take Mary unto thee, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So the message from Bethlehem is fear not. We're not to have any fear. Fear is removed. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. In Romans chapter 8, we find verse 2, Romans 8 and 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. So we're free from the law of sin and death. There's no, we should have no fear any longer there. Uh, things we should no longer fear is found in Romans 8 uh, and 2. What, well, I just read it, but we'll... Let me back up. That first said, uh, I, when Jesus removes the fear, go to verse 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again unto fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So we're not supposed to fear. There's that fear again is removed. And now, now we look at the things that uh, we shall no, no longer fear. Let's go back up to verse 2, verse, uh, chapter 8 of Romans 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. We should, we should not fear uh, sin or death any longer. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 1. We're going to. We don't have to fear. This is what the, the message of Bethlehem is. Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. Jesus is speaking, I am he that liveth. That's Romans, uh, pardon me, Revelations chapter 1, verse 18. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys to hell and death. So there, we should have no more fear of of death or hell, because Jesus has the keys to them. Glory to God. And let's go to 1 John chapter 4. That's 1 John chapter 4. We're not to fear, and this is the reason why. 1 John 4 and 4. Ye are of God, little children, ye have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
Glory to God. So we are overcomers. And going back to Revelation chapter 12, this tells us why. You ought to be shouting. This is the message of Bethlehem. Revelations 12, verse 11 tells us, And they, that's you and I, overcome, overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Amen? And it goes on and says, And they love not their lives unto death, because death is not going to bother us any longer. Revelation chapter 20. We are over overcomers. Revelation chapter 20, beginning in verse, well, we'll give, start with one. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having a key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he lay hold of the devil, or the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. So, glory to God. He's bound. Verse 3, and cast him into a bottomless pit and shut him up. Amen. So we don't have to worry. There's no worry about fear, hell, or the devil. Amen? That's the message, the good message of Bethlehem. Okay, let's go back to the book of Luke once again. And you know what chapter again? Chapter 2. Glory to God. What is the good message? Good, uh, the message of good tidings and great joy. To, what is the message? Uh, looking at verse 11. For unto you born this day in the city of David is the Savior. One. Which is Christ. Two. The Lord. Three. So Jesus has given uh, a, three, a threefold title. Savior, Christ, and Lord. Savior is one who delivers, and he is the perfect sacrifice. If our greatest need had, had been for information, God would have sent an educator. If, if, our Lord, if our greatest need had been for technology, God would have sent a scientist. If our greatest need for had been for money, God would send us an account, uh, economist. Boy. If God saw that we needed pleasure, he would have sent an entertainer. Our greatest need had to be for justice, and God if our greatest need had, had been for justice, he would have sent a judge. But our greatest need was to be forgiven. And he sent the Savior, the redeeming Savior. Okay, the name Christ means the anointed one, son of God. And, for, and he fulfills all the promises proclaimed because he is Emmanuel. Is God is with us. Then the third name was Lord, Sovereign God. It's a Sovereign God, the Great I Am, the Alpha and the Omega, the Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 
That's who he is. What did Jesus stand? What did Jesus stand to gain personally by doing this? Personally, now. For all for coming down here. What did what do you what did he gain? Yeah. He, he pleased the Father. Um, could he be any more God than he already was? No. Could he have been become more wealthy? No. Uh, he did he need the acclamations and praise from people? No. He had it all. He came for you and I. The message of Bethlehem. He came for you and I, for a lost and dying world. Bethlehem, Bethlehem message points to Jesus. God, God's word points to, to Jesus. Bethlehem means house of bread. What an appropriate place for the bread of life to be born. Amen. We're about done. I told you, we're getting good now. <laughs> I'm going to get my Christmas shopping done. Bethlehem message is to be heard. The angels preached that message, remember? Praise to God and peace unto man. Let's go back where you are. Luke chapter 2, verse 13. And suddenly with an angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill towards men. Hallelujah. That message should be heard today. Ooh, we're going to find out what we're going to do. The message of, of Bethlehem means obedience, calls for obedience. So let's go to the book of John, chapter 4. John, chapter 4. Obedience. And what are we to do? John chapter 4, verse 29. Come and see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is this not the Christ? We need to come and see. Look at the word. And see that everything is there. We need to be obedient. We need to come and see. Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16 this time. In Acts chapter 16, verse 31. That's Acts chapter 16, 31. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Glory to God. We need to be obedient. Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you shall be saved. The message of Bethlehem is a message of opportunity. Mark chapter 16. Back up there. 
Mark 16. This is an opportunity. We have a, a message. Mark chapter 16. Verse 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. Or could start with verse 15. Go into all ye the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We need to be obedient. We need to have take this opportunity. Jesus said to the disciples, the harvest is white. And there needs to be laborers out there. That means we need to put our feet on the ground and move. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28. These are opportunities that are before us. It's what we're called to do. Matthew chapter 28. Verse 19 and 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe, to be obedient. This is an opportunity we have. All things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the earth, world. We have the opportunity to go out and tell. We have the responsibility to go out and tell. And uh, if we look to Acts chapter 1. Verse 8. This is Acts 1, 8. But, be, but ye receive the power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. That means in your hometown and wherever you else, where else you go, we need to. We have the opportunity to share the good news of the gospel. Amen. Okay, that that's that's the message of of uh, of Bethlehem. But there's a words of warning. Also. In the message of Bethlehem. Let's go to go back to Luke. Oh boy. Luke chapter two. Still. What's the message? What's the warning that we have? It's all good news, but there's also something that we, we should not neglect. Verse 7, Luke 2 and 7. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger because there was no room for, for them in the inn. The warning is of Bethlehem. 
that there be those that would, would uh, not have any room for Jesus. That's a message of sadness. Uh, a message of when there's no room, there is no hope. I'd go to John chapter 19. John chapter 19. Without Jesus, there is no hope. In John 19, verse 15, it says, And they cried out. Oh, let's go up to verse 14. And it was the preparation of the Passover, and it's about the sixth hour, and they said unto, unto the Jews, Behold your king. He came as a king. But they cried out, verse 15, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Crucify him. The warning is, don't reject your Lord. Okay. The message that also the message of Bethlehem is, is the warning is don't reject the Lord. Uh, we can go to because, like like the innkeeper, um, and if we we'll go back to the Old Testament just a minute for a moment once again. And find the book of Hosea is right after Daniel. Hosea, Daniel, Hosea, chapter 4. The message, a warning from Bethlehem. Verse 6, that's uh, Hosea, pardon me, Hosea 4 and 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also re reject thee. Reject, rejecting Jesus uh, is not what you want to do. The innkeeper had a source. Uh, inke the innkeeper secured himself, but rejected the rejected the Lord, and uh, and that's there. We that's where we find Hosea four and six, and also in First John, all the way back, First John. 1 John chapter 5, verse 12 says, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son hath not life. So we can't be like the innkeeper. Cannot be like the innkeeper. He lost. He lost out. Okay. Well, theoretic in this way. And... Um, In Matthew chapter, let's go to Matthew chapter 2 this time. And we will wrap it up with this one. In Matthew chapter 2. Beginning with verse... 13. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord approached, approached to, to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child to his mother, and flee unto Egypt, and be there 
until I bring the word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. So one of the warnings is we should not reject the Lord. And there are people that hate Jesus. Um, You mentioned, you know, it's quite prominent, prominent in this day and age. We are living in the last days and there's a lot of defections. And people just hate anything to do, to do with the church or especially Jesus. And you name Jesus. I mean, look how long um, our former president wanted just holidays. He didn't want Jesus in, in it. You know, glad we have a, a president that honors Jesus now. It's, it's Christmas. It's not Xmas. Xmas means a Christmas without Christ. That's Xmas. When you see Xmas, it means Chris, have a Christmas without Christ. I thought that was interesting when, when I read up on that. So don't get a card that says Merry Xmas. Have a Christmas without Christ. No, you want, you want a Christmas with Christ. Okay, so that was the Bethlehem's message in a, in a wrapped up way. So the question now is, just like when Jesus came, you know, uh, what kind of message is your life preaching before men today? Are you going to be like the shepherds and the angels to proclaim? Or are you going to be just kind of be closed, closed mouth about it? Does, does our life point individuals, ma- mankind, to Jesus? Or are they going to say, well, you know, uh, they're, they're a little bit on the peculiar side. Uh, I don't want to be with them. Um, You know, uh, the angels proclaim the good news to what first? The shepherds. You know what the shepherds were? They were the low-class people. <laughs> um, we need to speak to all people, Amen. not just you know, uh, the individual that we're surrounded by need to be. Shepherds that share the good news that are out there, or are we like, uh, are we like the uh, self-sufficient innkeeper? I have no room for Jesus. What does what does our life proclaim? Jesus, or the parties and festivities, the the presents. Does that point to Jesus? Not really. Or we like the innkeeper again. We have no room for Jesus. We we you know we prepare for other things. Which one of those best describes you and I as individuals? You you can only. Uh, give an answer. And if you find yourself lacking, I think we need to all repent. 
I think I think all of us sometimes get caught up in the in the uh, quote holiday season and we don't know anything about Jesus, but the Bethlehem message did. It told us all the good things, how it happened, what would take place, and it gave us a warning. Don't neglect what God's told us to do. Follow his word. Amen. Don't be, be self-sufficient in yourself. Well, I've got everything. I'm, my house is covered or, you know, like the, there's no room in my house for you. That type of thing. We need to have Jesus there. Oh, me, oh, my. Again, that was uh, the Bethlehem message. Glory to God. Well, let's all stand. We'll close up. What message? Father, we praise you. Just give you thanks, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that um, the Bethlehem message, Father God, has made us aware, Father God, more so of who we are and what we are to do, Father God, that we are to proclaim the good news of the gospel, Father God, that we should find room in our hearts, in our minds, to share it, Father God, with those that are friends, acquaintances, and strangers. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that this is the day that you made. We rejoice in it. We are the redeemed. We say so in Jesus' name. Amen.